1: Hi, I'm Vanessa
2: and I'm Abby and you're
1: listening to Real Moms of Bravo, a weekly podcast where we recap your favorite Bravo shows in 30 minutes or less. Well, we just got done watching the first episode of the reunion um, of New Jersey reunion and we are so excited to dive in. But we do want to let you all know that Beverly Hills we will not cover this week. We did that in-depth with Anthony Lario. He's one of our favorites, so please check out um, Tony's yes. Tea Corner.
2: Go listen, and- not only to our episode, but all of his episodes, because he just does a great job of covering pop culture, and tonight, I believe it's tonight, he is recording with Marge, and they're talking about the Kardashian scandal, so I cannot oh, yes. wait to listen and to that. he also
1: just has a crazy amount of knowledge of pop culture, oh so I mean, please listen to him. He's yes. awesome and fabulous, but we anyways um so we have so much to talk about between the last episode and the reunion
2: yes i will say um they did a really good job because i'm assuming this is one of three parts i'm pretty sure they said that and when they opened it it um they did not give away what i would think would be all the good parts in the first episode and i feel like bravo sometimes does that um so i mean i'm i'm looking forward to part two at least Hopefully still part three, but I felt like with OC, the first part was the best. They did all the best parts and all the best fights for part one. And this one, um, it was pretty good, but I think there's still a lot more coming.
1: Oh my gosh. So should we talk about the last episode really quick? Like each person? Yeah. How they ended things? Yeah.
2: Well, let's start by who got snubbed. Did you notice? uh Danielle was I did Mm -hmm. not yeah she did not have like an end you know where they find like a hideous like still of each person they never get a flattering one I love it no um Danielle was snubbed so there was nothing about Danielle in there I thought that was very telling
1: yeah no I I agree and really Danielle there's not a lot to say other than she sucks (laughs) well yeah she sucks and Marty ended up in the pool (laughs) yeah um which that was so
2: great okay so Let's start. We talked about, Mar- so Marty ends up in the pool who is pushed by our girl Marge and her husband Joe. Yep. Um, so Marge in the finale, um, first of all, her ladies were out to play in her dress. She wore this really beautiful red dress. Everyone, I guess we should back up. The the party that ends the season, there's always you know, a party for the finale, is uh, Jennifer and Bill's 16th wedding anniversary which i didn't know that was like a big one to celebrate and it was <laughs> sweet uh, 16 sweet 16 yeah uh it was really cute oh they're turkish never mind i was like they should have a keen K- sierra for their 15 um Our 16 candles themed oh that was oh yeah <laughs> jake, jake ryan. ryan i know the, oh that's been so cute um but anyway so their party first of all their house is i mean yes it is massive and everything they do is over the top but i would love to go to one of their parties it looked oh yeah so cool they had tons of food tons of drinks uh they were gambling with fake money which is like the way to my heart because i love gambling but i'm horrible at it um but yeah so everyone's wearing red except for melissa who wore navy with a splash of red and um marge shows up and it's pretty easy to see that a lot of the women are done with danielle and they're not, they're not going to pursue a friendship with her. The only person defending her and still going for it is really Teresa and semi-Jennifer.
1: Yeah, no, exactly. And Jennifer, it's funny, this kind of came up with the reunion, but Jennifer really is a lot like Teresa in terms of they're very, very loyal to people who are good to them, even if they're, they loyal get blinded. Yeah. yeah, loyal to a fault. They get blinded by someone doing terrible things like it's kind of crazy to me they are ride or die bitches but yeah so the party a lot of the women were against danielle joe um joe uh marge's joe was keeping his distance from marty and being like very i wouldn't call him i wouldn't say that he was being a dick but he was showing his distaste for marty he was not being shy about his feelings is what i'm trying to say when he was around marty
2: Yeah, I mean, completely avoiding. Um, And Joey Gorga
1: suggests that they talk about it and, and like, get their feelings out there and be
2: men and just kind of lay it all out there. And Marty just acted like a little bitch. I mean, like, he just kept, like, the whole thing that really started this was Marty insulting Marge to Joe. And he turned around and did it again and was just talking about how Joe is jealous because he wants to be with danielle and wishes marge looked as good as danielle did
1: it is like the dumbest it's so dumb i mean i i love how joe like has this woman's back but like i also the other side of me i think i would laugh like it's just kind of like
2: what are you it's so laughable i feel like like if kyle went up to kevin and was like you wish that abby looked like vanessa we well, could probably say, yeah, because he has a crush on you. You two have a little secret love. But yeah, we do. We do have not so secret, secret I guess we should say. <laughs> um, but I feel like it'd be so laughable. Like he would just like clearly like he's happy with like who he's married to. Joe is obsessed with Marge, loves her. Like I think the better move and the bigger move would have been like, you're so ridiculous. I'm not having this conversation with you. I still wish she would have pushed him in the pool and then walked away. Um, oh yeah. Cause I just love the pool push. Like that was like such, it was like the mic drop of the party.
1: Oh my gosh. And the fact that she just said Marge is really good with her one-liners. The fact oh, that she God.
2: said so cold, like
1: to Danielle's are walking by, she's like uh, your husband's in the pool. <laughs> it was so great. And, like <laughs> just so casually. And I was just like, damn, that is cold. It was great.
2: And,
1: um, I also love that Marge said in the episode, um, she said, you always kiss someone before you kill them. That she learned that from the mob movies. And I was like,
2: wow, (laughs) Marge does not play. She does not mess around. I love Marge. She, I love her. She's seriously flawless in my mind. She's like everything she does. It just, it was so hilarious. I agree with you though. Like your husband's in the pool and Danielle of course is freaking out and like just saying how malicious Marge's, is. Um, but I like how all the other women were trying to get Teresa to see, don't you think it's a little odd that the only time that people are fighting and going crazy is when Danielle's in the picture? There were very little fights in Oklahoma. Yes, they were all annoyed with Jennifer, but, you know, really the only time she got called out was when they were drunk come, like from that last uh, night's party. And basically, you know, Marge just said, you're a really rude house guest. But there wasn't any, like, altercations. There was no wine glasses being thrown. The second you put Danielle into the mix, everything just goes batshit crazy. Um, Yeah. And so I'm glad the other women are recognizing it. And I'm really glad that Melissa wasn't afraid to say, no, Teresa, I'm not going to side with you on this one.
1: I like this season, Melissa. I feel like she's really calling out Teresa on her shit and not just kind of. I I like that she's being more direct with Teresa, I should say. I think in previous seasons, she wasn't shy about her feelings with Teresa and not disagreeing with her. But I don't think she was um, sharing that with her up front to her face. A lot of it was kind of like behind her back. So I uh, I like this season, Melissa. And Melissa doing 23andMe to try to find her fucking sister that we all know oh is God, Teresa I is know. like so... <laughs> It's so laughable. There's
2: even like a clip of of a preview for the next two parts where she says something like, and this is how you're going to act. No wonder I'm looking for another sister. Uh, I'm just laughing. I'm like, we all know it's Teresa. Stop. Like we wish that she would just realize it. I was kind of surprised that that's not how the season ended. Like there was no closure there. She's apparently still searching for her sister. Yeah, apparently.
1: Um, And then Dolores, she's, moving finally i'm glad that her and frank aren't living together but which we found out in the reunion that she i don't know that she found an apartment where her
2: living situation is but i hope andy kind of digs a little deeper yeah it sounds like she said that she felt like she needed to move and now she's not sure she does but i also think she's waiting for her boyfriend's house to be completed i don't think he's going to propose she said she won't live with them without a commitment but i think i think she's going to end up living there
1: I just think it's funny that you will live with your ex-husband who lied to you um, about the whole bar thing, but you won't just move in with your boyfriend of two years who you now see
2: more than before. But it's just very strange. I don't get it. Yeah, I don't get it. But that was really it with Dolores. I mean, there wasn't a whole lot. The house they flipped um, that Dolores and Frank flipped is really nice. It's really pretty. Um, But that was really it. Um, and And then Jennifer. Yeah. Yeah, I was just going to say, and then going to Jennifer, um, was your heart not breaking in a million pieces when the sun, so they're all out to dinner and the son says, looking at his dad's eyes, you say that you want to be my role model, but you're not ever home. You're not home enough to be my role model. And Bill robot, Bill just says, you know what? I'll try to be home more. Like my heart. Yeah. If my kids said that to me, I would lose it. Like, I couldn't imagine my kid saying, You're not home enough to be my role model and not having any emotion.
1: Oh, no emotion. And he also, another thing that bothered me about Bill that kind of pissed me off is that when he looked at Jennifer and basically said, Because she's at home with the cl- kids, that she has to discipline them. Like, that as if he has no role in that, that like, he just gets to be like the fun dad all the time. I'm like, Uh, 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 uh. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm- you don't get to be the fun parent. Like,
2: the fun I mean, parent that stands the there. And he's has... not
1: even the fun parent. Yeah, I was like, saying he just... no
2: facial expressions. How can you be fun? But that really bothered me. There's a part of me that wonders if Bill and Jennifer will last, but knowing their culture, I don't think there's any way that they would not not be together. But I I think she could be like a really fun character single. Oh, yeah. She would be
1: hilarious single but I don't think that's gonna happen I I agree with you
2: Uh, and part of me wonders if that's some of her like lashing out with people like um, because I think she knows her marriage isn't perfect and the second somebody like puts a little like kind of like taps at it and cracks that shell a little bit she loses it because she knows that it's it's kind of unstable I think she's lonely I think she's sad I think she's got a lot of fucking pressure on her because she's dealing with all these five kids with no support Oh, yeah. No, I mean, I would
1: go crazy being a stay at home mom with five children and constantly have to have like very old school, like dinner on the table, house clean, like being put together, uh, having kids, breaking up fights between the kids, making sure they're getting to school, having homework. I mean, that's a lot of work. So it's a lot of pressure, too. And you go crazy. So, yeah, I agree with you. I, I bet she's
2: definitely lonely so um, the reunion yeah episode one what'd you think well overall? i love that it starts with all of them basically doing like a run through of like oh i've had that plastic surgery i haven't but i have like so basically jackie's had a tummy talk. um i love her response back to was like i have a two sets of twins i deserve a tummy talk. i'm like you do you girl yeah um, well yeah i mean
1: two sets of twins yes <laughs> yeah
2: i couldn't imagine like i've only had two kids not two twins and i I wouldn't mind a tummy talk. Um, I was shocked that Dolores has had
1: a facelift. I am too. I'm actually surprised about that. So yeah, it started, it was prompted because Marge said she got the facelift that she wanted. Yes. After everyone saying that Marge Sr. looked like her sister. And then Dolores also has gotten butt injections, <laughs> but with her own fat.
2: Yeah. Um, I like how she was so open about it. Cause they're like butt implants. She's like, No. Well, it's my own stuff. And then Jennifer. Like, it makes it better because it's her own stuff. Exactly. Uh, How about the fact that Dolores, I didn't know she was a corrections officer. Oh, I didn't either. Like, it's,
1: she's a badass. I will say I have not always been, like, a big fan of Dolores. But she's kind of grown on me a little bit. I I, Knowing her background and stuff, now with the corrections officer, I kind of wish she was a little um, more outwardly tough yeah, which she has been. But you know what I mean? Like a little more like I, I agree.
2: Um, I think that explains her. where her big heart comes from for people who are in, in unfortunate situations, because she's probably seen people that are incarcerated um, simply because they're a product of their environment and it's not always in their control. So yeah. that like to me, I was like, oh, I can see where this compassionate side comes from. For was, sure. she, he was a corrections officer in Patterson. And Patterson is no joke. Like when I, when my sales territory used to be the Northeast, I had to go to Patterson and driving through certain parts. I was terrified. It is like East St. Louis for people from the Midwest. It's scary. Sure.
1: No, I can see that. I actually have family in Patterson. Um, I have not visited, but yeah. I mean, it's not know all like that, but there are No, parts, no, no, I know yeah. that. But like, yeah, I, I yeah, she, her, it doesn't, she doesn't mess around. Um, I'm trying to think of like what else from So like, what do you think about Jennifer? So Jennifer goes at it with Teresa.
2: March. Oh, um, Jennifer Marge. and Marge. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, Jennifer um,
1: and Marge first go at it about Oklahoma. Jennifer... What is your take on that?
2: Well, she kept backpedaling. I liked it better when she went up to Polly um at the um fashion show and apologized I thought that was really sweet I love Polly I thought she was so cute but um then when she's sitting there she was like I didn't like I didn't insult anyone it's farmland I had to you know play Russian roulette to get a horrible room and I was like you just like showed a better side of yourself a couple episodes ago now you're going back to this I was really disappointed and I was
1: super disappointed and it's just like very naive to think that I mean you and I are from the midwest I'm in Kansas City, you're in St. Louis. It's not all farmland, it's not all cow town. Yes, there are parts of our states respectively that do have that, but that's not all there is. And when someone opens their home to you like that, I've always been taught in my upbringing that you 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 like be really gracious and grateful that yeah. someone's welcomed you into their home. So I don't get that kind of surprises me. Um, that she doesn't
2: see that or doesn't get that. I agree. And uh, in the way that she just kept trying to like go at Marge for like basically saying Marge, like attacked her from the beginning. I don't really think Jennifer has a leg to stand on with this one. I I think she was completely in the wrong. She was a one-upper the whole trip, whether that's who she is in her heart or not. That's how you looked. I think I would have been, I probably would have, I'm starting to like Jennifer. And I think I would have almost gotten to the point where I really did like her Had she said, you know what? It was my first trip and I was wanting a little bit more. So sue me. I wasn't expecting to be on a ranch in Oklahoma, but looking back on it, I had a great time and I got to know these women. If she would have just said that, I think I would have been completely fine with her. Oh, for sure. For sure.
1: Well, we will see. And then now, then who after that got into it? It was a
2: lot of um, Jackie and Teresa, which Teresa's hair color. What the fuck? I, it's like rose gold. She kind of looks like when the Muppets did like their, had this Piggy kind of look like Donatella Versace. Oh, oh my gosh, Abby. I'm just saying. She, do you know what I, I'm talking about? Yeah,
1: yeah, I do. I do. I have a visual in my head. Yeah, I'm just saying. Oh my gosh, that's so bad. I love it. Um, okay, yeah, Teresa and Jackie get into it. Um, and I, man, watching Jackie, she did not back down at all. No with anything with Teresa. I mean the biggest thing that I thought it was kind of ballsy that Teresa was saying in front of Andy was that like look at the couch, look at everyone. You see they're no longer here. Like clearly threatening yeah. like, Jackie. Like you can may or may not be
2: on the show. And called it her show. She's like, You are on the Teresa show.
1: It was it was kind of crazy though. And it's also like, dang, like Jackie's really getting under your skin, Teresa. Like
2: And I feel I like know, the thing she brought up she I was actually like I'm glad Jackie brought it up but when Teresa said you're a stalker like why were you going to my book signings and then basically called her stupid for going to it I was like Teresa do not bite the hand that feeds you the only reason why you're still in the house you're in is because of people going to your book signings and buying your books oh yeah and not uh so I was a little like, oh, uh, here we go. A ghostwriter accusation once again. This is like, you know, Carol and the girl <laughs> yeah. with the fake leg. But um, I don't think anyone's believing that Melissa, uh, that Teresa wrote her books all on her own. Oh,
1: no, she definitely did it. She definitely did it. I did laugh when Teresa was trying to like use slang and yeah, use yeah. it incorrectly and was saying, became like,
2: offensive.
1: <laughs> Yeah, it became offensive. Like, uh, she was telling her that she looked hungry when she meant thirsty. And I was
2: like, oh, my God. Teresa. That was great. Like, Andy laughing. He's like, you mean thirsty. You're trying to say she needs – does she need a drink? Has she had a drink today? Not did she eat today.
1: <laughs> she great. never looked whiter. It was it was very funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, Melania needs to, like, school her on the slang. Yeah. Like, tell her, like, what's cool. Oh my gosh, um, that was yeah, good. I
2: think like a a lot of good stuff is coming. Um, and the drama also continued with crazy Kristen on pump.
1: Oh yes. Pump. Um, yeah, Kristen is Kristen is cuckoo. Um, basically Kristen gets shit faced and I, I think everyone has that drunk friend that, can't handle their alcohol or drinks a certain something and then kind of loses it I we've all seen it I think I can't I know I've seen it and been around someone and then it's 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 okay when everyone is like on their level and doesn't notice it but when everyone's kind of not as drunk and sober it's really really annoying and that was Kristen
2: yeah I know I felt bad for her because I feel like like at times, I'm like, oh, I've kind of been that girl. But I, then I look back on it, I'm like, well, everyone else was as drunk as me. So it wasn't, It just, it was like a low key, like girl's evening and she's falling over tables.
1: Oh, yeah. It was, it was funny. I, it was, I laughed. I think Lala made a comment of when she left and
2: said, it was like, that was trashy. And like, yeah. When <laughs> Kristen fell. It, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I loved it, though, because everyone was just, like, looking at her, like, you need to go to bed. This is – Yeah. This you, is enough. You need to go to bed. You um, got to go to bed. I have to wonder, is Diet Coke paying for this girl's trip? Because there was a Diet Coke in front of every girl at dinner. Did you oh, notice that?
1: I did not notice that. I noticed it in front of Lala.
2: So each one of them had a Diet Coke can. Now, some of them might have been mixing it, but I was dying. I'm like, okay, well, I guess Diet Coke well, is yeah. – An unofficial sponsor. No, (laughs) that makes
1: sense because now that you're saying that, that makes complete
2: sense because the restaurant has Coke. Yeah. So, So. yeah. Okay. Anyway, just for those out there, if anyone else saw it. Um,
1: So the guys, the guys have a night out, like a guy's night out. And there's a lot of kind of some drama that comes for this. I feel like the guy's night out. I don't know, didn't end up as cool as they wanted it to, at least as a no. viewer. Like and it was just like watching. It seemed like they were trying really hard.
2: They were all trying really hard. And I, I, even like the girls, they're like freaking out. Cause there were like girls came back to the room. Um, but even that seemed like, so like anticlimactic, like it wasn't that big of a deal. And to be honest, Jack's told Peter when they were at the restaurant. Yeah. Girls can come. So, I, I don't know. I felt like it, it was all kind of, I think they were trying to make it seem like this big deal so that maybe for the girls, like it would create more drama. The only person who freaked out was Kristen.
1: Yeah. Well, and it probably,
2: it's because it she met
1: stage because yeah. she was shit based. Yeah. <laughs> it exactly. seemed genuine. It seemed genuine. I will say, like, the fact that the guys were so terrified of their girlfriends to me is like, can you guys really not have a night away from your girlfriends that you can't like cheat or keep it in your pants like really like it that to me i would i don't know I, Brittany. i kind of get but like even beau and like i yeah. guess tom, tom was cool the toms were fine i guess but it's just interesting to me
2: well i did think it was funny when Bo said that Jax looked like like a what do you say a former heroin user and like a coke because oh, yeah. he was like sweating yeah. and like oh my god i can't look anywhere just look down um And I agree. I think that Brittany has a right to be concerned with Jax, as as mad as he got about it. But, I mean, the other ones are acting like they're not even allowed to talk to females because they have girlfriends.
1: Yeah. It's crazy. Um, The one thing, though, I think Jax – and we, Jax kind of showed his colors again by how he interacted with James – like, he is so manipulative. Like, you know how he said he kind of had, like, a soft spot for James when they decided to invite James yes. over? And he was like, yeah, invite him. And I actually kind of feel bad for the guy. And I'm like, you were so manipulative. Because if James had started drinking or had done, like, misstep that night. That's all he wanted. It was so he obvious. He would yeah, he would have definitely, like, been the first to share that news back with all the girls.
2: I did have to wonder if Schwartzy was just really drunk and forgot cause he asked James if he wanted something to drink. Oh yeah. I bet he was just really drunk. But James said he was, I do want one, but I'm not going to, I thought it was very impressive. I agree. I, now I, I've seen him in that. recent pictures, he was drinking champagne. Um, so I don't think he's living like a total sober life. Um, but I don't know what his drinking problem is. So I'm not like here to comment on it, but I will say like it, in that situation, not drinking at all. I was very impressed. Yes, exactly. I agree with that. Um, and then speaking of
1: James, Kristen is... We didn't mention this when we were talking about Kristen. She is extremely um, triggered by James. <laughs> like, it's weird.
2: Is she still in love with him?
1: I kind of feel like she might be. I don't know. It's just very strange. And then Stassi spilled all of that tea about Carter.
2: Yeah, and then had major, like... Why did I, like, I think she had, like, mouth vomit and was, like, or not, like, word vomit and was, like, oh, my God, why did those words come out of my mouth and instantly freaked out, and I've had that type of anxiety, so I was, like, I completely related to Sassy, but I had no idea that he was such a bum.
1: No, I had no idea either. It's, Kristen, though, I feel like James, when Kristen and James, I feel like it was kind of similar, though. I don't know that James being a busboy or I don't know if his DJ career was, like,
2: yeah, I don't think he was DJing yet. I think he had just started DJing when they banged in the car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: But I don't she's weird. I don't I don't get it. But it sounds like from things that we've seen recently that Kristen and Carter are no longer together. So she's figured it out.
2: Yeah. I would I would actually like to see Kristen somehow normalize a little bit like get into a relationship where like we can see her happy and see like a good side of Kristen like what we're seeing with Stassi uh I think the difference is I love Stassi even when she was in bad relationships um because I just I, I like Stassi's personality a little bit more but it would be nice to see Kristen kind of grow up a little bit and be in a healthy relationship too
1: yes for sure for sure so healthy relationships in Atlanta portia and basically this is the episode that portia gets proposed to
2: oh good finally
1: yes and it was as over the top as you would imagine um she had no idea so dennis her now fiance soon-to-be husband he basically how he plans it out is he got a private helicopter ride and said that they were going to a like a charity event, and she's like, oh my gosh, it's a fancy charity event. She had no idea. Um, then they walk in, they walk into this building, and her favorite singer is singing her favorite song, a song they sing a lot together, and he gets down on one knee and proposes. It was um, o- like very over the top, like photographers are there, it wasn't necessarily <laughs> intimate, but she seemed really, really happy, and like I've been saying since we've been talking about Atlanta, I'm just happy for Portia. She just happiness looks good on her. Um, So that was good. And then the only other couple things that I wanted to mention about um, Atlanta, which touches, touches, touched me a little bit being a mom. So Candy has, she had IVF with her first, her son and she has two eggs left. So she feels bad. Like, she's having this like uh, I don't know what to do with the eggs. I don't know want to go through IVF again. So I've always wondered that.
2: Like what do you do with the leftover? Like in a I, way, it's like like you feel like if you just got like, it's expensive to continue to store them too. That's the other thing. Like at the end exactly, of
1: the day. Exactly. Exactly. So she's looking down the path of a surrogate and her husband understandably so is like very uncomfortable with like a someone you don't know carrying a baby and it probably feels very transactional but then again I haven't experienced IVF personally, but I know people that have. And I, I think the minute you go down a path with infertility, I think it stops feeling um, as romantic as unnatural. Yeah, natural it becomes very pregnancy. scientific. Yes, yeah, it becomes very scientific. So, um, and I'm sure a surrogate would just add an extra layer of that with someone else's body doing the work. But the one thing that I was kind of thought, Candy, in talking about it, she said – that she had a lot of anxiety with the surrogate because she wouldn't be able to carry the baby herself personally. That she kind of like wanted to be the caretaker for that child, and it, and hearing her say that I was like, oh yeah, that makes a lot of sense because as a mom, you are constantly feeling that heartbeat, feeling those kicks, and yeah, that be hard. It would be hard to let someone else do that because it's just a sense of security, you know, yeah. just having your hand on your belly and just knowing that the baby's there and okay.
2: Yeah, that would be really hard. I actually know someone who did IVF with an egg donor. So their child is not theirs biologically. Oh, wow. Uh, and it was kind of like a similar situation. Like they were fortunate enough to be able to carry the child, but um, she definitely had like a lot of coming to terms with just the whole process. Oh, for sure.
1: And then the last thing that really, really happened um, with Atlanta. So, Nini, I will say this how Nini and Greg. Uh, in this episode was Nini comes across very negatively. So Nini acknowledges that before Greg got diagnosed with stage three colon cancer, that he, that their relationship was in a bad place. Um, she didn't go into too many details, but it just was not in a great place. Then he gets cancer and it's like, Oh God, like that obviously puts any issues aside. And I'm sure you have a sense of guilt if you have a problem or anything like that, but I will give her some, Uh, props for at least showing the difficulties and the not so pretty sides of being a caregiver. I don't think, um, on TV, you, you see that negativity. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you don't always, it's not, not that anyone thinks it's glamorous, but she's basically to me showing that it's okay to not be okay.
2: Yeah. Well, it's a real marriage. There's hard times and, um, there's good times too, but it seemed like they were in a hard time. And then, I mean what do you do when you're in like a tough spot and then that person becomes really sick? Yes, you exactly. You can't resolve the issues because you have Ex- to get them healthy first.
1: Exactly. And he she wasn't there. He had a surgery. I forgot what the surgery was. Um and she didn't she didn't stay at the hospital. Uh so I don't know. I I think they're in a good spot now, but I kind of give her props for being that raw, even though it's a lot of,
2: it makes her look unfavorable. So I kind of give her props for that. Then I will say, so I go off and on with Atlanta, which I've said before, but I've always loved Nini. Um, even though I don't always agree with the things that she says or does, but she really shows her whole life, like the good, the bad and the ugly. And she's not always worried about how she's going to look. And I think that's why she's so real and like resonates with so many people because we've all had moments where we're not our best selves. Yeah. Uh, exactly. She, and she shows it. And so whether you like her or not, you can relate to that because no yes. one's perfect all the time.
1: Exactly. That sums it up perfectly. Um, and I know we're going over on our time. So this episode, this week's episode is going to be a little longer because we just have so much to talk about, but uh, sure. Shira... I'm losing my names. Um, <laughs> Eva's grandpa did pass away. Oh, we
2: kind of saw and that coming. And then
1: the episode kind of ends with Eva um, has a meltdown because of her wedding dresses. So we're going to see more about the wedding. She has three wedding dresses. One for the ceremony,
2: reception, and then I, fr- I don't know why you would have a third. Uh, she I remember she talked about this on Watch What Happens Live. It's her like going away dress, like oh, saying goodbye yeah. to the guests.
1: Yeah. So one of the fabrics was wrong. And I, it's just funny watching brides because in their mind, and I've, you and I have been at bride. Oh, I yeah, think you think it's brides- such Zilas. a big deal. Exactly. But, like, on the outside, you're like, why are you freaking out over this? It's so dumb. You have three dresses. Like, just wear two. Yeah. Like, I don't get it. But anyways, I think there's a lot more to come. Next week's episode looks really
2: good, so you should consider tuning in. All right. I just might have to because they're – I thought because they started at the same time as Jersey that they would end. But I think there's just been certain things that have hit, like, Super Bowl and other stuff where Jersey um, got a few episodes ahead. So there's still quite a bit of Atlanta to go. Yes. You should check out next week's episode. It looks All like right. Nene and Marlo get into it. Ooh, I can't wait. Well, we're getting to the point where it is time to do our shout out and we have to do two because we just couldn't pick. So our first shout out is going to go to the American princess, Miss Meghan Markle. Uh, uh, who uh, looks, she's rocking her pregnancy. She looks unbelievable. She looks amazing. And she was uh, very, I would say like anti-royal and that she came to New York for a baby shower. I, I doubt any other princess has come here to the States for a baby shower. So I thought that no, was pretty I cool. I love
1: that she did that. I think that's so cool. And it should, I kind of shows that she does have a little control. I don't really know what I'm sure. Yeah. So much Of that life. You're you hear so much of what you can't do. So I think it's awesome that she's like, well, if I can't do it in my new home, I'm going to go to New York and go back to
2: my old home. And this she's place. seen with, like, some of her co-stars from Suits, her really good friend who's a Canadian stylist. Um, Serena Ser- Williams. Yeah, Serena Williams. So I thought it was just cool that, like, her little, her girl gang was all there. And then our yes. second shout-out is going to go to Malika from Karda- Keeping Up the Kardashians. Uh chloe kardashian's best friend
1: just for being a ride or die in a good way um with her friendship there
2: and not sleeping with tristan
1: (laughs) oh my gosh we can't get over that drama so please keep up with our stories on instagram because we have all of the latest on that and all bravo news so you can find us at real moms of bravo on instagram
2: Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Please listen to us next week. Uh, You can find us anywhere where you can listen to podcasts. Just search Real Moms of Bravo. After you listen, please, please, please subscribe. Leave us a five-star review. And of course, follow us on Instagram at Real Moms of Bravo. See you next week.